Nicole and Brittany, and together we're here to help you figure out what's right for you in your wellness in this fast-paced world. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of In Touch Podcast. Um, so today we are talking about something that's kind of a topic that's near and dear to, I think, Brit and I's, you know, hearts is about burnout. Um, it's something that I think we've both kind of struggled with and continue to. Um, and we wanted to share it with everyone and all our listeners, because I think everyone has felt this at one point or another. Um, but before we do that, we like to start everything off with some type of mindfulness moment um, or meditation. So Britt's going to lead us through something okay, first thank today. you. Let's get started by placing one hand on our heart, one hand on our belly. Obviously, if you're driving, don't do that. But if you're able to do that, if not, just have the intention. So we'll start by taking a couple of nice, deep cleansing breaths in through the nose and either out through the nose or the mouth. Feel nice and grounded. And you can repeat after me or you can just say this in your head. Thank you. I love you. 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 I just think that's something great for us to do, whether it's we start our day with it or we find ourselves in a moment where we are feeling burnt out or stressed and we just take that time. You don't necessarily have to say it out loud, but we're honoring ourselves and we are giving ourselves a break in a moment to just recognize how much we love ourselves, mind, body and spirit. So hopefully everybody liked that pretty easy to do yeah. yeah that's great that's such a, like a quick easy thing to do and it sounds I would probably say it in my head because I'm super like self-conscious and I'd be like that sounds silly to me even if I'm completely mm-hmm. alone <laughs> um but it's like such so important to do because like our bodies do so much for us whether it's like mentally or physically like we have done so much in our lives to get to the point where we are and we have to like thank ourselves for that and like realize that we're doing the best we can and it applies to burnout. It applies to like body image issues and just like loving yourself. Um, It's something that like, I think I know that I've been on my journey with, like I still struggle with it every day and I'm sure Britt, you have, you know, your own issues with that too. Cause everyone does. Um, And just taking that moment to like say, like, I love you. Because we might not get, like, people might not get that from family or friends all the time. So I think it's, you know, we have to be self-sufficient in some way. And, you know, no amount of external love is going to really help you unless you don't, like, love yourself first. Yeah, that's the most important relationship in your life is the one with yourself. And I do really think that when you tap into that, it shows up with the ripple effect in all other relationships, areas, aspects of our lives. Definitely. Cool. So let's get right into it. Some things to either avoid burnout or if you are in that burnout place to get back on track and to give you some tips and tricks to, I don't even like to say necessarily avoid it because I don't think it's always fully avoidable. Um, but yeah. <laughs> when you're in I that, agree. too, just some ways to, you know, climb out or at least cope with what's going on. And you and I both are on the same page as when it comes to, like, when we have these experiences or symptoms or things showing up in our life, um, it's not necessarily to say it's bad or good. It's just giving us an indication that maybe we need to change course or do something a little different, whether it's our health, our um our well-being, our mindset, whatever the case is. So I think a lot of times there's so much stigma and negativity around burnout when really it can be something to mm-hmm. give us um, a warning or a signal to 
divert and change things up a little bit. Right. And I found like with that, because I have been in such a bad burnout before, it feels like unescapable. Like I cannot even claw my way out of it, even though I did eventually, but it feels like that. It's almost like, feels like, like that depression mentality. Like I cannot escape this. Like, you know, it'll be forever, but it's not, it's never is. Um, I just lost my train of thought, but um, what were you saying? Just that it's not a bad thing. Like, I think a lot of times that there's a lot of stigma around burnout and like you're doing something wrong when, when really it can just be a warning or a subtle sign that we need to make a change or maybe we're not in alignment with what makes us happy or maybe we are doing a ton of things that make us happy, but we're not taking time to slow down. So I just think that there's a lot of stigma around burnout and it doesn't necessarily just have to be a bad thing. Just like when we see symptoms and signs show up in our physical body or in our mental health, we need to flip that script of how we look at it and not have this like, woe is me Mm -hmm. mindset. But how do I take that subtle sign or maybe it's a screaming sign and do something about it that's going to help me in the long run or in the short run? Right. I remember what I was going to say now. Thanks for that. Um, Just that like, yeah, like the, when you start feeling it, like it doesn't have to be something that goes on forever. Like this, like the subtle signs, as you said, like you need to like stop and recognize like, okay, what has gotten to me to this place? Um, I know when like looking it up, a lot of things are like about jobs, which I find really interesting because when I've realized I've had burnout, I have had that due to a job, but I've had it most recently, like in three years of school. And I think it was just doing so much. Like our society thrives off of being busy and that's seen as like a good thing. Um, And I think people just continue to try to be as busy as they can. It's like almost a competition. I feel like, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, how are you? Oh, I'm busy. Like you don't have to be busy to like be successful or, you know, it's not, like you don't have to be busy all the time. Like you shouldn't be busy because that leads to chronic stress and that leads to burnout. Um, and so I, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Cause I don't know about you, Britt, but I know for me, like I am better when I'm busy and maybe this is just like a workaholism thing. I'm not really sure yet, but like I get more stuff done when I'm quote mm-hmm. unquote busier. So like, if I have something like pushing me, like, okay, I have two jobs and I have, I'm doing this on the side and I'm doing this, like, I just, I feel like I'm, I procrastinate less when I do that. And maybe that's my own thing I have to figure out. But also this leads to burnout because I'll get frustrated that I can't fit everything in time and I'm trying to do so much. And that leads me to just not having the energy anymore to do it. And I, then I just become completely disinterested in everything. You know, it leads to depression. It leads to all this other crap, feeling drained, emotional, mm-hmm. you know, and I think Part of it is, you know, I'm so busy, but I'm also not taking that time yeah, for self-care. I think that we validate too. ourselves in our society by how busy we are. And like you said, like, if we're not busy, then we're not being productive people. I think there's a lot of stress put on us mm-hmm. as women or just in general as people in our 20s that, like, you need to do it all now. So that way you have your life figured out by the time you turn 30. And maybe that's a societal norm, but I don't necessarily think that you need to have validation from how busy your schedule is. I went from having a crazy jam-packed, running all over, driving 100 miles a day schedule in March, and then to have nothing on my schedule other than me having to be accountable for the things I had to check off my to-do list. And it was almost paralyzing in the sense of like when I didn't have these actual places to go and it was all left on me to check the boxes. So that's when I really realized that a lot of what I was doing was to please other people. And then when I started doing stuff that was just things I needed to do, it was a weight off my shoulder in some ways, but then also 
almost more pressure because I felt like I needed to fill in those empty spots on my schedule with more stuff. So finding that balance has not been easy, but like noticing it and making a point to do something for myself every day, no matter what, in the beginning of the day, in the end of the day, in the middle of the day, like scheduling in times, literally writing it down in my planner to take a moment for myself or to, to celebrate something I've done. It's not easy to do that. But the more that I found that I take that time to do it, the more everything starts to make sense because why are we running around like chickens with our heads cut off? And why are we filling these schedules and getting burned out? Like what's the point in all of it? So when you start to think of like, what's the point? Why do I want to be successful? Why do I want to have more money or to be successful in your career field? Like at the end of the day, who and what are you doing it for? And coming back to figuring out why you want to do what you're even doing to keep your schedule so busy and full. I think that's where we start to find out what our purpose is and then how we can avoid that burnout. Because I can tell you firsthand, and I'm sure that you can feel this way too, that I have my dream job. I have the ability to help people and and do all the things that I've ever wanted to do and then to still not feel good or to feel burnt out or to not feel like I've done enough that's like a really weird crappy feeling is like I should be happy yeah I should be right uh proud of myself but then at the end of the day when you just have no energy and all you can do is just lay around, order takeout, and feel like a blob on your couch? Like, are you really hitting that place of success? I don't know. Like, to me, that's what burnout is, is when you are checking off all the boxes, but at the end of the day, you're not feeling fulfilled. Yeah, that's, like, a great way to describe that. And I think you made an interesting point saying, like, that – I can't remember exactly how you said it, but basically that we're like not happy with what we're doing. It just reminds me, it's just interesting to me that when I was looking up burnout and I've written a couple posts on my essence acupuncture page about burnout, that it's mostly job related. And it is interesting because we are in fields or we're running our own business and we're doing something that we're super passionate about and we can still get burnout. But I think why it's so prevalent in people that have like the kind of nine to five jobs is because they're doing something that is not usually not like yeah their dream so they're working towards someone else's dream and I know not everyone can have their own business and not you know and some people do really love their corporate jobs or their jobs that they go to that you know um but for some people like they just don't have either maybe they don't even have a hobby or they're too tired from work to have one um and it's just burning them out like they just aren't enjoying their job um I think I don't know I think it's there's something in our society and the way we work and our work environments that can be really toxic in a way um and don't help the situation so I think that's hard for people to navigate. Like for us, because we have our own businesses, it's so easy to make changes. But when you work in a corporation, um, it's hard to work with those people to come up with a solution. Um, but that's that being said, there are ways to, you know, yeah. help and- yourself. Um, and I kind I just wanted to like touch on two before we get too deep into it in case people don't know, like the actual mm. symptoms of burnout. Um, because I think we've like touched on a couple things, but first off, like chronic stress, um, noting that you're being really stressed all the time, um, getting headaches, um, uh, gastrointestinal or like stomach issues, uh, like having an upset stomach or acid reflux or anything like that, or like constipation, diarrhea. Um, when you feel like your job is like not at all fun, it feels like just a chore. That's also a sign. 
um, obviously feeling drained, unable to um, like get up in the morning, unable to cope like with your emotions or with the job, um, being very emotional, a lot, just total lack of energy to do your work at work and to do anything at home, um, reduced performance and difficulty concentrating. Those are like the typical signs of burnout and they can come in all forms and variations of what I've just said. But um, to help people that are listening that might not know what it is to, you know, recognize signs and symptoms. Um, Cause sometimes we just don't know. We're like, Oh, it's just well, because I'm busy. I'm just five tired. Years ago, burnout um, wasn't like something you did with your tires on the road. Right. Like this. I never heard <laughs> the term burnout. Uh, and maybe just because I wasn't listening for it either, but I do think now it's almost, you know, overused to an extent. Yeah. Well, aware. I think people are becoming more and more um, aware of their own mental health and mental health in general. Yeah. So, and I know which is a good thing. something I've really been working on a lot lately is when I meet somebody or when I'm talking to somebody or I see somebody that I haven't seen in a long time, I make such a conscious effort to not ask them what they do, because I think our society has created this um, thing where we are or we are who we are in the work setting. Like that's who we are. And I know that for both you and I, yes, our careers that we have chosen have created a lifestyle for us. And we're both the type of people that like, once we learn something, we can't unknow it. And then we're going to incorporate that into our day-to-day life. And you being an acupuncturist, massage therapist like obviously that does make up part of who you are but that's not all of who you are Mm -hmm. and there's other layers we're all such like complex beings and I find it really frustrating that like once you know what somebody does as a profession like you kind of stereotype them and put them into this box when there's so much more than that and when people are maybe in between jobs or not happy with where they're at for us to just immediately ask, what do you do for a living? I don't know. I think that's a really insensitive way to approach a conversation with somebody that you're catching up with or just meeting for the first time. And maybe I'm looking into this too much. Um, But this came up for me a lot when I was younger and I was a server bartender and people would always ask me, you know, well, what else do you do? And I just thought that was the most insulting Mm -hmm. thing because first of all, that's a hard job and you make a lot of money doing it. So who cares if that's all I did and why do I need to be doing something else? So I've been aware of that for a long time. So I try not to start a conversation with somebody is like just asking them like, Oh, what do you do? Uh, And I do think it's just, it's one of those things that it's normal. It's an easy question to ask. Like you're not going to offend somebody typically, Mm -hmm. Um, but just, why do you need to really know? And that's kind of how I feel. If somebody wants to talk about it, then they can. But Yeah. That's so interesting because like, I didn't realize that because I mean, I've had some other jobs like growing up, you know, that aren't what my careers are. But like, for me, I'm so proud of my careers. And I love what I do that it, it does define me and not in like in a, a bad way, just in like, it's shaped mm-hmm. me to be who I am. So I love, so funny, I love asking people what they do, because I'm like, well, I'm really passionate, so you must be really passionate in what you do, but, like, not everyone is, and it's fine, like, we need, you know, we need all sorts of jobs and people to fill those jobs to have our society run, but, like, I didn't even think about that, so now, like, that's a really good thing to think about, but it also brought up, like, the thing you just said, being, like, a bartender, like, what else do you do, like, I, I've done this myself, but, I've seen other people do it like, well, I'm just a, you know, I'm just an aide or I'm just a, you know, instead of being like, for me, it was like, I'm just a PTA. I'm not, I'm not a a PT per se. Like I'm just the PT assistant. Like, don't say that, like, be proud of what you do. And like, you are doing like important work, whether it is a bartender, like that is hard work. Like, and, and it is interesting. Like I'll, I'm going to start like looking at that because I guess I do kind of, you do kind of define people about what they do when you ask them, but that's not all who they are because they grew up for, you know, 
20 plus years being a kid and, and <laughs> not doing that, that. So we are the generation that was taught to find something that you're passionate about and then turn it into your career and have a job that's meaningful. Whereas generations before us had to have a job to survive. They didn't necessarily need to go to college or have education. They were just on the job training and then they go home and that's when their life started. It was about family and being in the home and all these things. So we've had a major shift where now it's like your Mm -hmm. career is what defines you. And that's where I think, again, that burnout comes into play. But also, how easy is it to immerse yourself in work to distract yourself from your real life problems? So then you're like overworking. So it's just, Mm -hmm. it's interesting to look at and to take it apart. But also, yeah, you should try to have a career that you love and you're passionate about but that's not the only thing that right. defines you and I know that for me if I have to write a bio or talk about myself it's so hard to not just say the first thing about me is that I'm a massage therapist like there is more to me right <laughs> and I don't know so it's just funny that I know that's kind of how we've been programmed is like okay what do you do that's who you are when there's so many layers to who we are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it glad we got off on that tangent a little bit though, because. <laughs> Me too. I never really thought yeah, about I, like a lot I of that, you know, bad either. I don't think people have like ill intentions by any means, but it's just, um, no. it's the same thing as like asking, how are you doing? Like when you ask somebody, how are you doing? Do you really care how they're doing? And then they're going to respond. Right. Then do you really want to know? Busy. <laughs> So that's another thing for us and our listeners to take from that too, is like really try not to respond with, I'm so busy because first of all, nobody else cares. (laughs) Second of all, like, Mm -hmm. are you really like that busy? And even if you are like, really, how are you doing? And when you're having meaningful conversations with your friends and family, like take a second to actually respond. Don't just like do that quick oh, I'm so busy or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Like when you actually take a second to check yeah, I... and really see how you're feeling. And I think that's how you can start a meaningful conversation. Yeah, I have to like hold back sometimes because recently I'm like, why do I just say I'm good? Obviously to strangers, I'm yeah. just like, I'm great. Like, you know, but like sometimes, especially when I have the friends and I try not to be like a Debbie Downer. But, like, sometimes I'm just not doing that great. And sometimes I'm, like, just, like, meh, I'm okay. But (laughs) it could be better. But, like, I, you know, it's it's human to feel like that. And I don't don't want to, like, bring down the, you know, the room when I'm saying that. But I also want to be, like, honest with them that, like, maybe I'm not okay. And maybe I want them to know that, to, you know, have them be, like, how can I help? Or, you know, for them to be honest with me, too, about how they're feeling. And I think that when you're around people that you really trust and you know, it's not going to just lead to this like downward spiral, which sometimes it's okay to do that, but not often. And you can like Mm -hmm. ask them maybe for advice or what do you do when you feel this way? And, and maybe it can lead to a really productive, healthy conversation. So for sure. One of the the biggest things, too, um, that I've noticed, because I'm a very empathic person. I try so hard not to be, but, like, what other people do and what I see really does affect me a lot. Um, So if I wake up in the morning and immediately get on my phone and start scrolling social media, like, I will end up down a rabbit hole. Um, and I feel like never good about it. And it's, I follow really Mm -hmm. consciously too on social media. I don't follow many people that, um, I'm not in alignment with. I try to keep my content really positive that I follow. I have an awesome group of friends and family. So it's not to say that I'm even like setting myself up for failure in that sense, But when you hop right on social media before you even check in with yourself in the morning, you are setting the tone for the day that you're not going to check in with yourself. You're not even going to be aware of 
how you're doing when you're first off going in and absorbing other people's energy, thoughts, opinions, whatever, you're not even giving yourself Mm -hmm. a chance to check in with yourself before you check in with everybody else. So that exercise that we did in the beginning of the podcast, even if you just put your hand on your heart and your belly and take a huge deep breath before you get out of bed and maybe like hydrate and get a glass of water and then check your social media, like at least you've done something. Uh, But I think if you can avoid like the first 30 to 60 minutes of just not scrolling and not getting involved in other people's lives, that it's going to set the tone for your day. Right. And starting out, you know, meditating or do something for yourself in the morning, even not phone related, but a lot of people just wake up, roll out of bed, like groggily brush their teeth, maybe eat breakfast, (laughs) maybe, um, and go to work. So it's like your first thing you're doing is like going right to work, like set aside time for yourself and, you know, wake up with something that's pleasurable um, you know, helping yourself, um, and then go to work and do something that if, if you don't like your job or if it's not yeah. bringing you pleasure, you know what I mean? Um, it's like kind of the same thing as looking at your phone as just waking up and going to work. Cause it's kind of like yeah. kind of dreading it maybe, <laughs> or you're not ready and you're not awake yet. So it's just, I definitely think I've noticed, and I know you've noticed feeling way better when you set aside time even if it's just five minutes in the morning to do something for yourself and I know that like if I wake up late or something like that and I've got to get out the door maybe my normal morning routine when I'm doing all the self-care things is a solid hour but if all I have time for is five Mm -hmm. minutes I'm going to take that five minutes and soak up every second of it because I know that might be the only five minutes I give myself all day and it makes a huge difference. So important. It does. It really does. It's for crazy. Us, um, or just a lot of people in general, you know, the nine to five job, especially now with people working from home is like really becoming obsolete. And it's people are saying they're working more now than they ever were before because of being connected virtually. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you can do the same sort of thing at the end of your quote unquote work day where you can take a moment to transition and maybe it is again, doing a meditation or doing some form of breath work or some sort of ritual or routine that you have that solidifies like the work day is over. It doesn't mean that like you can't check your email again, or you can't check your social media posts or whatever pertaining to your business, but find some way to, shut it down for the day and I think creating a routine or a ritual around that is a really good idea because I mean I've been working from home so I need something that like tells me it's the end of the day right yeah I think um both for people that are like working at home virtually and for people that don't like a big thing is like setting boundaries because I mean, working over your time Mm -hmm. is never good either. Um, And I think you need to like set boundaries for yourself. Like I am going to stop working at five, set your timer, stop working. Like I get like, if you something due for work or whatever, that's maybe different, but you need like a regular boundaries. And even when you're at work, if you're feeling burnt out, and you just cannot handle another project right now, mm-hmm. say something. Yeah, you work, they pay you, whatever. But if they really value their employees, like they're going to, you know, want to help you. Um, I know for me, when I worked um, at the hospital before I went back to school, um, I had a really good support system there and I was feeling really burnt out, really depressed. And I needed a day to myself. I could not go to work that day. Um, and I just told them that I, you know, they, they don't need to know Uh I can take a sick day if I want to, but I had went in even after that and just said, listen, I'm having a really hard time right now. Um, and I just need a little extra support. And they were super, I mean, luckily for me, you know, they were like super sensitive to the situation and supportive. Um, but that's me like making a boundary and being like, listen, I cannot continue working the way I have been 
um, and I need some time to figure it out and I will, you know, continue to try to be as productive um, and important a player as on the team as I can, but right now I'm not doing okay. And I'm, you know, hoping to be better in the future, but I just need a little yeah. extra support right now. Um, and that's really hard to do, especially if you don't have a supportive environment at work. Um, but again, if, you know, if they're not supportive, try to get out of there too, because that's not an environment you want to like stay in. Um, and it's easier yeah. said than done, of course, I, but um, taking charge of and advocating for I yourself think that's is so important. important. And when you do schedule yourself, whether it's like a daily thing or once an hour, you give yourself, you know, two minutes or whatever works for you. Maybe you schedule yourself one day a week that that's your day to unwind and relax and not be on your phone checking your work emails. If you're able to do that and schedule Mm -hmm. those breaks, I think that then you're less likely to have those days where you need to to do it. Uh, So the more often that you give yourself a chance to take time for yourself and to do what lights you up or to just take a day to, to recharge your batteries. And I don't think that laying around on the couch watching Netflix all day, I mean, I'm not against that. And I think once in a while, that's awesome. And you <laughs> need the, like days like that. But if that's your idea of Definitely. taking a day off, I don't think you're ever going to feel like on the other side of the burnout. Like, I don't think that's going, I think no. you'll need a day or two to do stuff like that. But if that's your idea of taking a day off, I think you need to look at that a little bit differently and see like, all right, maybe a couple of hours, but then do something else, do something else that brings you joy. And um, Mm -hmm. so that way it doesn't get to the point that you have to take a day and it's okay if you have to take a day, but I think the more often you schedule those days for yourself or an daily check-in then you'll be less likely to get to the point where you have no choice but to take a day yeah and that's the hard part about burnout is too like before I was kind of in tune with it and and figured out what works for me like when you're burnt out and at that like bottom level like all you want to do is watch Netflix and sit on the couch (laughs) because you have no energy for anything else um and that's the hard part is that you need to implement some kind of routine or get a new routine um, and adding self-care into it. And just a little bit each day, you'll start to soon like crawl out of that pit of despair of burnout. Um, and as you said, like there are days where like I just want to sit on Netflix or sit on the couch and watch Netflix. And that is totally fine. But I've learned that there's a difference between needing that and a difference between that and needing nourishment and self-care and, you know, whether it be journaling or, you know, going for a walk or other body movement stuff. Um, yeah, there's, I think there's a difference between being mentally burnt out, physically burnt out and a yeah. combination of the both. And not to mention too, like getting in with that, checking in with yourself and finding out ways how you can check in with yourself. The three things that work best for Mm -hmm. me to check in with myself, one is journaling. I've already told everybody that's a love-hate relationship with me. Like, I don't love to do it, but (laughs) when I do, I feel so good. Weird things come up that I don't even know I was storing inside of me. Um, It's really fun to do after you get in that mode. You know, maybe you diffuse some essential oils while you do it or you go to the same spot every time or you do it outside um the other thing for me is getting in nature taking a walk moving my body and then I love to do body scans too so that's a great way like you could just hop on YouTube and find a guided body scan meditation it's a great way to find out where you're holding tension in your body and releasing the tension but then like always something comes up for me that I didn't even know I was hanging on to like it'll say something like you know right squeeze your hands as hard as you can and then as you exhale release them and then all of a sudden I remember something that annoyed me (laughs) two weeks ago and it's like what 
why have I been hanging on to this? So mm-hmm. I think when you do something to just check in with yourself, you'd be shocked, like the secrets and the things that are stored within you that come up. And I think, you know, it's not always easy, but a lot of times when things come up, that's when you can release them. Yeah, for sure. I, I have like the same ways of checking into like the whole thing. I literally just journaled this morning. Um, But like anything like a mindfulness moment basically is my time to check in. Um, And so I won't like go over that anymore, but it's funny that things to prevent and to come out of burnout are kind of the same. And I had made like a list of things um, that help with that. And obviously number one, uh, just mm-hmm. go to a counselor because <laughs> they'll give you the tools and tips and tricks um, as well from a professional. Um, but other things like as lo- like with journaling is like getting a new routine, like shaking things up um, can really help get you out of that. Um, to uh, One of the big things we were talking about, like giving yourself a break, but I just remember this now, it's like give yourself a break, but do not put guilt or shame or I should be doing like things on yourself, like give yourself a break and have it actually be a break because there's a difference between being like, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to, I am going to sit on the couch all day today and watch Netflix. But if the whole time you're thinking I should be doing this, I should be doing that. I have to do that. That's yeah. not a break. <laughs> you are still constantly in that mindset. And this is something that I struggle with. And I know a lot of people do like you have to, learn to just be present in the moment and tell yourself like I need this and like yeah this is okay when um like yeah my husband's pointed this out to me because I have a hard time just laying around on the couch and watching Netflix like I do have that shame and guilt so he'll say to me like we haven't done this in like three months so just be okay Mm -hmm. with it like whatever you can do you can do tomorrow And let's just have a day like that. And that is like our way to just have downtime. But, you know, just actually watch the Netflix, lay on the couch. Don't watch, scroll, feel guilty, do a half-assed task too. I think that's where we start to get ourselves in um, to trouble. Like we're doing multiple things at once. We're not just laying on the couch and watching Netflix, right? Like we're scrolling, maybe we're responding to right. an email. Like, I don't know, be present in what you're doing. And even if it's like just being lazy, like just be lazy then. Don't have uh, multiple things right. happening at once. So. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, that restlessness like is a sign of burnout too. I, that kind of reminded me of, because I will find myself like watching Netflix and scrolling. I like, know. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> I don't like watching two things at once. I'm like, Nicole, you need to like go for a walk or something. Like your, your body's obviously telling you that like you need to be active. So like go be active and like go for a walk and don't bring your phone. So you can't like be distracted. And I love like if we do spend the day on the couch, the next day we'll both talk to each other and be like, okay, we're not doing that again for a long time because we're both feeling like sore. We didn't move around yesterday. So right. you need to do things like that to remind yourself that we just do that once yeah. in a while. <laughs> so, um, Definitely. But yeah, another thing that I love to do is to check in with friends too. And I think that mm-hmm. it's so important to surround yourself with people that are like you that you vibe with really well it's not like you have to have all the same beliefs and everything like that but finding yourself a group or one or two friends that you can really trust tell them your feelings your deep dark secrets whatever it is and just know that like they're gonna listen to you but then you need to do the same thing for them it has to be a reciprocal give and take yin and yang relationship where you should be able to Tell them how you feel, but then when they tell you how they feel, you need to listen to them too. I've been guilty of this. I'm sure you have, like, somebody will be telling you something and you automatically respond with, like, how that relates to you or whatever the case is, and you're not really even listening to them. So I know for me, like, I need to still work on that, 
but I love being able to have those meaningful conversations, but I also love being able to just listen and be there for my friends too. So it's not easy to find that tribe, but also the more Mm -hmm. aware you are of finding that and respecting that and nourishing those relationships, I think the more they're going to come up and it's weird, but we can like become friends with people now more than we ever could before because of social media. And you might find somebody that you never meet in real life, but you can have these deep, meaningful conversations with online. And that is part of your tribe. So I don't know if that like makes sense to you or resonates, but for me, when I check in with my friends and have like girl time, that is when I fill my cup up again and I'm reminded of like, I need to do this more often. And it doesn't need to be the circle of, you know, 25 friends that you have. It could just be one or two people that you have in your life that you can go to and and have meaningful conversations with, tell them how you feel, get advice, or just not even get advice, just somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Checking in with friends is huge. And it's, again, comes back to being Mm -hmm. so busy, like we often are like oh crap (laughs) I haven't talked to this person in like a year um and that's okay too I mean we you know we do get in the routines of our lives and getting out of those routines to check on somebody we haven't talked to in a while is difficult but the more you do it you know you set aside you almost set aside time for it be like okay I might drive home I'll call my friend yeah and see how I've always doing. felt this way with um, you and I have friends like this too, that it doesn't matter how much time has gone by, you pick up where you left off and we're all busy. Yeah, for we're sure. all getting older. Like we're in our twenties though. So it's this weird time of like, we still are friends with people like that we've known our whole life from elementary school on, we're making new friends, we're meeting people at work. And it can be hard to find that balance of like giving attention and energy to all these people. But when you acknowledge and stop and tell your friends, like, thank you for being my friend. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for letting me go six months without even acknowledging you. And, you know, picking up where we left off, just letting them know how much that means to you because I know that I'm the type of person who can be kind of a homebody and not like talk to anybody for a while. And then I'll go to talk Mm -hmm. to like my friends and I realize that, wow, I've been being a bad friend. I've been neglecting them and I don't even know what's going on with their life or whatever. But just once you start to acknowledge that and thanking people for being in your life and I think it all of a sudden clicks to everybody like nobody is purposely ignoring anybody like our lives do get busy but we but we need to take that time out and I used to be somebody who didn't really like have a ton of girlfriends like I was always somebody who was like oh I get along better with guys um and now like as I get older, I appreciate my female relationships so much more. Like we need each other. And honestly, I feel bad for people who don't have girlfriends because you got to let down your guard and let that feminine energy into your life because we need each other. We do. It's, I'm the same way I've, you know, I've always been almost intimidated Mm -hmm. by women um, because I feel like we can all have such strong characters um, and I'm just worried of judgment because that's a huge thing with women, I think, is being judged and judging others. Um, But when it comes down to it, we really aren't, (laughs) we really aren't that judgy. Um, We just want to be accepted by each other. Um, And when you realize that, it's kind of like, okay, maybe if I make the first step, it will, you know, we'll break down each other's barriers type of thing. and I think giving, I mean, we're going off on a tangent, but giving each other, like, compliments, too, it is 
it feels so good when somebody tells you like, oh, I like your purse or, oh, you know, it, I like something about you. And it's like coming from a, a strange woman that you don't know, like to me, right. I will take that compliment way more than I would ever want from like a man. <laughs> so that's, that's yeah. drunk me. If you meet me drunk, I will compliment you all day long because my inhibitions are gone. And I don't right. care if you're judging me. <laughs> So I'm like, I just love people and I just want to tell you that yeah. you're amazing. <laughs> but it does it feels good to say it feels good to like give people those compliments too. Like it makes you feel good um as well as yeah. the other person. And we have so. this societal pressure of women that we need to do it all. So other women can relate to that. So I don't always yeah. love to just have like a hundred percent complain fest with other women. But sometimes you have to do that, but try to be that person who will shift the conversation of like, all right, now we've complained, but what can we do to make this better? And I think that will Mm -hmm. shift the energy. It'll make other people that you're with, like, start to think about it too. And you can bounce off ideas to each other. So like, allow for that space to complain, but you try to be that person who steps in to be like, all right, we've got in our feelings out. So now let's see how we can shift and and make this better right for sure that's like yeah I do the same thing I'm like okay complain complain but now we gotta stop and we gotta figure something out because complaining exactly so um oh go ahead um I was gonna say I was just thinking like other things to prevent burnout and help but I think I've kind of said everything I mean what we said like kind of an overall is like consistency and self-care is key to help prevent it um and really paying attention to like not spreading yourself thin I know that that's my trigger is like um if I notice I'm like doing too much I kind of start to take a step back and be like okay like is this going to be a problem (laughs) a month down the road maybe two weeks down the road um and really being aware of like your own triggers um and what you you need to do to like prevent yourself from getting yeah. to that place yeah. of exhaustion of, like, completely avoiding them like lean into that like what how did you even get here in the first place versus like just abandoning the ship like I don't think it's necessarily right. a bad thing to lean into those feelings that make us feel uneasy or burnt out and to really get to the root of the problem I think will only be achieved when you get really present, lean into it, figure out, okay, how did I get here in the first place? And what can I do to turn things around myself? Again, like you said, having a counselor, some sort of professional support and advice is amazing. But we also need to remember that we're so capable of figuring out our own stuff when we actually get present and sit with how we got there. I think we just live in a culture where it's so easy to avoid, distract, pour yourself a glass of wine, scroll on social media. When you go to do that, you can still do all that stuff. But before you do that, take a second to get present and to lean in and and see what's going on. Um, The last thing I did want to say too was I think it's so important to laugh and smile every day. When you see those memes going around the internet of like, how did we all get through the pandemic? And then it's like memes. I I think that really holds so much (laughs) truth. Like I love sending funny memes to like my friends and my husband throughout the day. Um, But I just love to laugh. I think we take life too seriously. I think we take ourselves too seriously. Maybe you go for a walk and the whole time you go for a walk, you make yourself smile. Um, And then you kind of start like laughing at how silly it is. That is something I like to do. Um, (laughs) I love to listen to like stand up comedy. I don't know. I just think that is such an underrated thing that we don't give ourselves enough time to laugh and smile. Not to say that's going to fix burnout, but again, it goes back to giving yourself permission to take time out for yourself during the day. So I think we've covered a lot. I know we got off on a couple of tangents, but we did, we did have the burnout theme throughout. So yeah, Yeah, they're good tangents. (laughs) Um, 
So this episode should be coming out, I think, the 25th of August. Um, did you want to plug in your Facebook yeah. Live event? So, so people are listening. I'm hosting a women's virtual health fair on my private Facebook group page. So if you're not on Facebook, uh, maybe you could find somebody who is. But if you want to be a part of that, you can send me a message on my Instagram, which is Balanced Britta, uh, Balanced underscore Britta, and I will add you to that group. You can also find me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Brittany P.O. on there, P.E.O. So I'll add you to that. It's going to be a fun Saturday morning, August 29th, I have an acupuncturist coming on, a nutritionist. We're doing some yoga and some pyo meditation. Nicole and I are going to talk. It's just going to be a really cool virtual event, Saturday morning, just something to do. You can just tune in while you clean your house or do whatever you do. And I think it's just going to be a good opportunity to share some different perspectives and ideas. It all comes down to women's health. I'm also going to teach um, a basic how to use essential oils in your everyday life. So it'll be really fun. I'm excited about it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah. It's going to be so good. Um, And for me, I don't really have anything to no events yet, but um, you can find me at essence.acupuncture. Um, And then you can find out more information about the podcast and episodes that are coming out on our Instagram page at in touch podcast. Yeah, that's it. Thank you you guys so much for listening. And we hope that you got some good tips and tricks to avoid, prevent, get out of burnout um, and learn something new. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Thanks. Bye.